What's your dream? What's your goal? What's your motivation? What's important to you? What's your passion? What can you do to change the world? This is What's Involved. Conversations with thought leaders and change makers from around the world. Hear stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate people like you to live your life, find your passion, and live your dream. Together, we can all bring positive change to our world. Now, here's your host, David Watts. And once again, it is What's Involved. What a pleasure to have you along with us. Now, I'm sure you know because we've spoken to you about this, but I scour uh, the world and the web and all over the place looking for great guests to you and guests that can add value and, and also that I find interesting, naturally. Uh, with that in mind, my special guest today is Liam Naden. Hello, Liam. Hello, David. Exceptionally good to have you with us. Uh, we're chatting to you all the way from uh, France today. Now, before I get into uh, all of the wonderful things that you do, first, give me a bit of a background on who is Liam. Okay, well, <clears throat> excuse me. At, at, at the moment, I'm a coach, I'm a teacher, a speaker, a researcher. And the thing I'm most interested in helping people with is how do you get better results in your life and really understanding how do, you, how do you figure out why you've got the results you do have and how can you change things properly? In other words, how can you get over your problems and start living a truly enjoyable and fulfilling life? So that's what I've been involved in for the last more than a decade, and it's really been based on my own research and experience about why we get the results we do in our life and why we continue to struggle and deal with problems, stress, and anxiety. Okay, so now you've definitely uh, gotten my attention. Now, one of the things I see mentioned there is um, you, you have done very much what I've done, I guess, is, is trying everything uh, to, mm. to see if you can achieve success. Um, you've been, you know, rags to riches, you have a story there, but then, uh, you know, it, nothing seemed to work. And I've, I've come across a lot of people and particularly now after the pandemic, a lot of people are like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to be successful. All I want to do is, you know, live this life of my dreams, but it doesn't seem possible. So just share your story with me a little bit about, about what you tried and what did and didn't work. Yeah, right. Well, as you said, um, I've probably tried pretty well every every area that you can imagine. I started off as a child being brought up um, in a religious family, and I was taught by my teachers and um, parents and the priests, you know, if you want to be happy and successful, the, the way to do it is to figure out what you want, pray to God, ask what you want, and God will give it to you. And uh, so I did that, and I worked very hard at understanding um, religious faith, and, and I prayed as a child and even into my early 20s. I took it all very seriously, and I'd go to church every day sometimes and pray and try and test God and say, well, God, I want this, and I'm asking for this. But, I, of course, I didn't really get what I asked for most of the time. And I noticed that the teachers, my parents, they all seemed to still have problems. They didn't seem to be any more successful than anyone else in the world. So I thought maybe this isn't quite the answer. So I moved on from there to, to uh, being told by my parents and other people, well, if you want to actually be successful in your life, because you have to remember, I was really driven for some reason to want to have a great life. You know, I didn't want to just settle for, for not, not having a great life. So 
they said, well, the, the next thing you need to do, or the, the thing you really need to do is you need to get an education and you need to become an expert in a, an area and um, then you can get a really high paying job and you'll be happy and successful. So I went to university and I got, a, got an education, seven year education, but I noticed that even my teachers and some of the other people I knew with good university educations, they didn't seem to be any more successful and happy than, uh, than the, the, the rest of the population either. They still had problems and stress and weren't fulfilled. So I thought, this can't really be the answer. So then I moved on to the idea. Again, someone or people gave me this idea that you need your own business. When you have your own business and, and you make it a success, you're going to have lots of money. And that's going to mean you're going to be happy and fulfilled and you'll be able to do whatever you want. So I went into business and I set up my own successful business, the first of several, really. And um, I was certainly making a lot of money. But when, I, when I looked at it, I was puzzled because I actually ended up with more stress, more problems. I was even unhappier than I'd been. And I thought, well, maybe this is the price of success. But, you know, I thought, this is a bit frustrating because it's not really what I want. It's not what I'm looking for. And then I thought, so where am I going to go next to find out how to really make my life work in the way I want it to work and be happy? And I went down the rabbit hole of self-improvement, personal development. And I went to all sorts of seminars, courses, read books, uh, listened to tapes in those days and recordings of things, doing things like affirmations and learning how to set goals, learning how to um, reprogram your subconscious mind and change your beliefs and, you know, doing self-hypnosis and, and all these sorts of things. And I, and I certainly became an expert in a lot of these areas. But again, it didn't really have any positive impact, a noticeably positive impact on my stress levels. I still had problems. I'm still dealing with all of these issues in my life. And it seemed also that, you know, no, no sooner had I solved and dealt with a lot of problems and got them sorted, more problems came along. So I thought, well, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> so the next thing I came across was the whole area of spirituality. And, you know, you've probably heard of the law of attraction. And this sounded very intriguing, the idea that, you know, you, you attract to you, <clears throat> excuse me, what you, the results you want. So I, I went right down this spiritual approach and I learned to meditate and I learned, uh, you know, much better practices, spiritual practices. And again, while all of these things, you know, I'm not saying even from religion on, any of these things weren't beneficial and they didn't have a good side. And, and later on, which I'd like to share with your listeners, I discovered the truth about what all of these things are actually teaching you that I was missing and that most of the people who I knew who were following these things were missing as well. But I just found with, um, even in the spiritual world, that other people weren't necessarily more happy, had fewer problems and more fulfilled than anyone else. So then I was stuck <laughs> and I thought, okay, I know all of these things. What am I going to do now? Well, something very interesting happened at that point in my life. And at that point I had, lot, you know, I had multiple businesses. I had multiple homes. I was married. Um, and something really interesting happened. And it was that I lost everything. I lost my relationship. I lost all of my um, physical assets. I became penniless and homeless. And here I am. At, this is when I'm in my mid-40s. And, you know, and I had to move in with my elderly mother and sleep on the, the couch in her living room in her small flat. I had literally 
nothing. And I was fighting bankruptcy, people calling me all the time, wanting money that I owed them. And the worst thing was, I had no clue what to do. I had no idea on how to get myself out of the situation. I did, and I had no prospects, no, no income, nothing, and no ideas to generate an income. And I thought, why is this happening to me? It shouldn't have happened to me. I've studied success, all of these different elements of success, these approaches to being in control of your life. I've studied all of these things all of my life. I should know how to be in control of my life. I should know not only how to make sure that this didn't happen, but what to do about it if it did. And I just didn't have a clue. I was depressed, obviously, for, for a few months, and I was completely puzzled. But something happened to me through that experience. And as I was unraveling all of the mess, you know, and obviously things got better, but things got a lot better in a very different way for my life. And what I found was I was starting to do things I really enjoyed. I was starting to attract people, including a great relationship, which was unlike any that I'd had before, and situations and doing things that I really enjoyed. I was making the money that I needed and wanted to make to do the things I enjoyed. And I'd, the funny thing was, the difference was, or the, one of the biggest differences was, I didn't seem to have any problems or stress. Things seem to go in a much better, more, wouldn't say effortless, but without the struggle, without the strain of trying to make things happen. Things just took on, took, you know, a, fl a flow was happening in my life. So I thought, I want to figure out what's going on here. And, and figuring out what the difference was to me um, is really the basis of what I teach now through neurostate rebalancing, which is a process to understand that difference and apply that difference. And when I started using this with other people, primarily with marriage and relationship coaching, which is where my, I still do a lot of that, and it's a, it's a major focus of what I do, I found that people who applied this, this, this way of approaching their life this, and it's, and, uh, were getting much better results than people who weren't. And it all came down to what I discovered, it's how we use our brain. Wonderful The brain stuff. is the key. Yes, wonderful stuff. Okay, so a couple of things just before we go uh, into, into a break is I'm amazed at the parallels between your life story and mine because, you know, I also wanted to do all of this. I've, I've studied, I'm a master NLP practitioner. I've, uh, I'm an Ericksonian hypnotherapist. I've done the meditation thing and none of it, absolutely none of it seemed to work. And I'm like, but why? Tony Robbins told me if I do this, then my life will be a bed of roses. And it wasn't, you yeah. know, and I also lost everything. I lost uh, my marriage, every last thing I had. Um, I arrived back in Johannesburg uh, with literally my two dogs in the clothes on my back. That was what I had. Wow. Um, well, and two dogs more than I had. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't prepared to let the dogs go. But uh, no. anyway, we're going to talk about this because this sounds fascinating. And, and I, I hope that you can go into this a little bit more uh, when we come back. It is what's involved. So glad to have you along with us. My special guest is Liam Naden. We'll be back in just a bit. You're listening to What's Involved with David Watts. Have you been to our website? Check it out. www.whatsinvolved.com. And while you're there, click on the coffee mug icon and buy David a cup of coffee. He'll love it. 
And we're back. What's involved with my special guest, Liam Naden? So you mentioned this this mysterious thing called neurostate rebalancing. And, and you said to me, the answer is in your brain. And, and I put it to you, Liam, that um, if the answer is in my brain, it's very well hidden. Well, here's the funny thing. What people don't realize, it's actually not well hid- hidden at all. It's, it's out in plain sight. But for various reasons, we haven't, most people throughout history really haven't recognized it. And I'll explain, because it actually teaches us in the Bible, and every religious um, tradition teaches how to use your brain the right way. It's all out there, but we haven't interpreted or, or recognized it. And part of that reason, as I said, is because we're using our brain the wrong way and we can't see it. But anyway, the key is to understand what your brain is and who you are. And this is when I when I'd lost everything and I started to and things were going better and I was trying to figure out, I thought, you know, I need to start at the basics here because all of these things haven't really worked. So let me try and figure it. Let me ask myself, who am I? That's a good question to ask. And who am I really? And I came up with all sorts of different answers, but one answer that I came up with, I I I looked and I thought, well, everyone can agree on this. You know, we, we might disagree on who we are, but we can all agree, every single person on the planet can agree on one thing, and that is we have a physical body and we exist in a physical universe. Now, it might not be all of what we are, obviously, but we can all agree on that. We've got a body, we exist in a physical universe. So there must be some way that physically we operate and that the, the universe must operate in. <clears throat> and... When you ask the question, who am I and why am I here? If you ask that question from a physical, biological perspective, the answer you will get from every biologist on the planet is your physical, biological purpose for being here is to create more life. That is the purpose of every living species. So, and it's the purpose of the human species and it's the purpose of your existence is you have a role to play in ensuring the survival of the species. And that makes sense from a biological perspective. So when you think about that, you need to think about, well, what is the, are the best conditions for me to be able to have the greatest chance of survival? Because surely that's what nature would want, was me to be best able to survive. And that is you being at your best. It is being your healthiest, your strongest physically, but also mentally and emotionally. And that means you being your happiest. Because when you're, ha- you're happiest, you're your most productive, creative, and you have the best resources available to you to give you the greatest chances to survive. So on a very physical level, your purpose here is to be the best that you can be. And that means be the happiest you can be. And that means it's not to have problems. There's no biological benefit in having problems. So then the next question is, okay, well, if my purpose is to be the best that I can be, what tools and resources has nature provided for me to allow that to happen? Because nature must provide the tools. They can't just say, you know, you, off you go. <laughs> and it's provided you with you the most infinitely powerful machine that's, that exists in the universe, and that is your brain. And your brain, on a physical level, is, as I say, infinitely more powerful than really all of the other computers, that man-made computers on the planet. So that surely that machine with that power, if that is its purpose, and it is, is to make you the best you can be, then if you're not the best you can be, 
What does that say? It just says you're using this machine the wrong way. That's got to be the answer. All right. So we can equate that essentially. Sorry, Liam, we can equate that essentially then to um, we we all have the same supercomputer in our heads, uh, but maybe Mm -hmm. the operating system has a problem. Maybe we're not using the right software. Am I understanding you correctly? Um, Well, a, a better analogy is to think about a motor car. Now, that's a machine. And if you want to, if you're in a particular place and you want to go to another place, you say to yourself, I'll take the car to get there. And what I need to do to get to my destination is I need to get in, I need to put the right fuel in, and I need to press all the buttons and pull all the levers and do the right things in the right sequence. And if I do that, I'll get to my destination smoothly, easily, and without any problems on the way and it will be enjoyable. And that's the purpose of that machine, is to get me to, to my destination. But if you were to get into that car and you didn't know how to drive it, and you thought, oh, well, I drink water, so maybe water's a good fuel. Is this the fuel tank? I'll put water in there. And what is this lever for? Oh, I don't know, but it's the, and you don't know that it's the handbrake, but you keep it on and you think, oh, what, do I, what are these buttons for? And how do I get this thing going? If you manage to get the thing started and moving, what's going to happen? If you're using it the wrong way, you're going to end up with all sorts of problems. The engine's going to blow up or you're going to have a really bumpy ride. And you might say to yourself, oh, the problem is not with the car. The problem is me. So I need to push it. I need to get out and push this car and be really strong and tough. And you get out and you try and push the car along. And you put in all of that effort but you don't get very far and you, and you wear yourself out. And then you think, well, I'm worn out. I need to, to work on myself and get stronger so that I can push this car harder. And all of that comes from a lack of understanding that if you just understood how to use that, mach- how, that car correctly, it would take you to where you're supposed to go. It would do its job. You wouldn't have to worry or stress or try and figure anything out or try and put in any more effort than was necessary. And you would do all the right things. And that is exactly how the brain works. On a mechanical level, it is a machine. It's not about rewiring it. It's about, um, and I teach this in neurostate rebalancing, realizing there are four different physical components to your brain. And when you use them in the right sequence and for the right purpose that each component has, your life is going to flow along. And it's going to deal with any problems that you face. And it's going to help you avoid problems in the future as well. And of course, everybody has a different. Um, set of instructions in our body, a blueprint, which we call our DNA. This is all the information about who we are. We're all unique. But for all of us, the brain is still the same in that it's designed to bring out the best and the happiest and the most fulfilling experience for you based on what your DNA blueprint is, is saying is the real you. If okay, that makes sense. It, it it absolutely makes sense, and and it is a much better analogy. I mean, you know, if you just think about the the car analogy, you know, there's the the, the water, there's oil, there's petrol that needs to go into it. So, you know, you're saying that we've got a brain that, even though sometimes we feel it's working against us, it's actually designed 
to work with us. Now, in terms of in terms of, of neuroscience, though, um, it is it is posited that uh, one of the problems that we have these days is that uh, little piece in our head called the amygdala, which uh, sort of works with our fight or flight response, uh, and and we that's one of the reasons that we we get the way we do sometimes is because uh, we we're imagining all of these things when that part of the brain was designed to keep us safe and keep us alive. Uh, are you are you on the same page there? Absolutely. That is, it's sort of how it works. In fact, if you'd like, I could explain just in a bit more detail how this process actually works in your brain to give you the results you get. I think that's, and, a, br- I think that's yeah. a brilliant idea, Liam. And I tell you what, when we come back, we're going to find out mm. some of what uh, these magical keys are. My special guest, Liam Naden, this is What's Involved back in a bit. This is What's Involved. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. More next. And we're back with uh, Liam Nadem. And just before the break, we said uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what these things are that we need to become aware of. So take me through some of the process, Liam. Okay. Well, the way you're designed to function is you have four separate parts to your brain. And these are all physical different. These are located in different physical parts. So, And each of these have a specific role and function to ensure that you live the best life possible with as few problems as possible and really living the unique, fulfilling experience that you're supposed to be having. And these four parts, I've I've simplified this down a lot, obviously, and I I teach this more in my my course and in my my own podcast. But um, essentially, there's a thinking part of your brain, and that's on the top of your head. And what that does is that takes all of the information from your environment through your senses and your thoughts, and it stores it there. And that's all it does. It stores the information. Okay. Then you mentioned the amygdala. That's part of the emotional brain, and that's responsible for our feelings, whether we feel good or bad or afraid or whatever. The third part of our brain is called, I call the mechanical brain. And this is the part that's at the base of the skull. This, is, this looks after all of the non-thinking, non-create, the automatic functions in your body. So your breathing, your heart rate, all your digestion, all of your bodily functions, all of that is looked after by the mechanical part of your brain. And that also contains another, um, in the mechanical brain is something else called, that it controls called your, you referred to this before, sometimes called the fight or flight or reaction to danger response. That's a function that comes out of the survival part of the brain. Because as you think about it, the survive, it's also called the survival brain, by the way, the mechanical brain. This is about your survival. So that particular function, which I'll talk about later because it's super important in understanding what you're doing wrong to create problems in your life, um, that's, that's stored there. But there's a fourth part of the brain that's relatively recently been researched and discovered, and it's what I call the creative brain. Now, the creative brain this is where you get your inspiration from, your, your gut feelings, your aha moments, your greater awareness of things. You know, sometimes you think there's something not quite right here, or this feels really good, or I know this is right, or here's a really good, oh, I haven't thought of this before. This is where all of this stuff is happening. It's in your creative brain, and it's, it's located right in the center of your head, actually, physically. But this part of your brain, remember I mentioned the brain is an infinitely powerful machine. 
So this part of your brain also controls, if you want to use the word control, the circumstances that you experience in your life. And it, can, and it brings to you synchronicities, unexpected events, um, coincidences. We all think these are random events. There's, there's nothing random in either the physical universe or the, or the universe as a whole. Everything, it, it's just our awareness makes it appear that it's random. But these are all the work of our create, the creative part of our brain. And here's the thing. That's the part of your brain you're supposed to be operating from all of the time. You're supposed to be feeling good, which is what you do when you're using your creative brain. You're supposed to be getting inspiration, good ideas. You're supposed to be seeing, you know, getting a gut feeling on whether you should or shouldn't do something, and you act appropriately on that. And you're not motivated by stress, but you're motivated by being in the flow. You know, science, uh, sorry, um, art, many artists and um, musicians and creators have all, they've all described there's a part of them that creates their music or their art. There's, they don't know where it comes from. It's not their thinking. It's not their trying. It's something just, they call it being in the flow or in the zone. And actually, this is the natural state that all of us are supposed to be in. Where, and it's the, and it, when our brain is operating like that, we are, we are feeling good. There's actually a, a scientific term called homeostasis, which is the perfect functioning of the organism. So on a physical level, mental, emotional, spiritual, when you are operating from your creative brain, everything in your life is flowing perfectly and, and doing well, and you are being the best that you can be. But not many people experience that state very often, and the reason is because of this fight-flight fear mechanism that we have. Now, that's been created. As a, as a response to an immediate threat or an immediate danger. So the idea, the way you're supposed to live, the way you're designed to live is feeling good, feeling in the flow, feeling loving, grateful, feel, you know, creative, inspired all the time, or you know, pretty well all the time, except if something unusual comes into your environment that is an immediate threat to your survival. So you're walking through the forest, you know, this is going back to... <laughs> Ancient times is an analogy. If you're walking through the forest and you're feeling good, and all of a sudden you hear a hiss in the grass, and it's and all of a sudden you feel fear, and or you see a lion coming roaring at you through the through the trees, and you you no longer stay in your creative state, but your your brain switches gear, and instantly it puts you in a fear state in a fight or flight, so that you react to this danger. So you. You know, we, we've all felt that. You just suddenly are reacting. Now, this is a very, very important function that we have in our brain because you have to be able to react instantly without thinking and just fight, do whatever needs to be done to fight off that danger, whether it's run away, protect yourself, whatever it is, your brain is functioning to get rid of that danger there and then as quickly as possible. Because if you can imagine it, if you're still in your creative brain and you're you know, and a lion comes roaring at you, uh, running towards you, you're, going, you do, you're probably going to go, oh, well, there's a lion running towards me, but look at the beautiful flowers and the, oh, and the smell of the forest is gorgeous. But maybe I'll sit down and I'll have a strategy on, I think I need to evaluate, is that lion a danger to me or not? I need to do some planning and evaluation as to whether it's a threat and come up with a, a, a sound strategy on how to deal with it. <laughs> Your brain isn't designed to do any of that because you'll be dead, you know? Absolutely. So 
have I got time before the break to tell you why this is and what and what the problem is here? Mm, let's have a look. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes before we're going to go uh, into the break. So so let's start okay. diving into that because um, to me that is fascinating. I have a friend and uh, uh, one of his sayings is there are no more bears. Um, and it's taken from from a movie when uh, you know that we don't need that fight or flight response to be as active and to keep us in the state of constant stress and tension because there are no bears, there is no immediate physical danger. So let's dive a little deeper into that. Well, that is the big problem because most people are operating from their fear, fight or flight um, place of their brain, using that part of the brain pretty well almost constantly. And the problem with that is, as you say, their, their brain is, is, has been trained to react to things that aren't really dangerous at all. And there's a real problem when you operate from that part of your brain rather than your creative brain, because when you operate from that fear-based part of your brain, you literally switch off your ability to be in the flow, to be creative, to see the big picture, to have awareness, and to allow your brain to do its job of bringing you your ideal life. And that's why we have problems. We're using the brain the wrong way. We're using it in a way that is saying, you've got problems and you need to keep... And, and it's, that part of your brain is looking for problems and wants to, and if it can't find them, it's going to keep creating more. And I can explain after the break why that is and what you need to do about it so that you can stop being in a, in a place where your brain is going to continually find problems for you, continually keep you in a state of anxiety, so that it doesn't matter what goes on in your life, you're, you're never going to be able to enjoy it. Fantastic stuff. I am so looking forward to this. It is what's involved. My special guest is Liam Nadem, and uh, we're going to be back with Liam just after the break. This is what's involved. It's so good to have you with us. We'll be right back with more what's involved. David would love to hear from you. To leave a voice message, visit whatsinvolved.com and click drop me a voice note. And we're back and we're going to be wrapping it up with my special guest, Liam Nadem. Okay, so before the break, I'm, I'm excited now um, because I know that for myself and, and many other people I've met, we do. We constantly live in this fight or flight. And particularly uh, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're involved in a business, um, you know, you spend so much time working in your business. You don't get much time to what, the, as they say, work on your business. So what is the answer, Liam? Well, what you need to understand about the way your brain works is when you feel fear, anxiety, worry, stress, what's actually happening is you're operating from this fight or flight response. And what that does on a physical level, it activates something called the sympathetic nervous system. And the sympathetic nervous system, when that's activated, is designed for one thing, and that's to get rid of immediately an immediate threat or danger. And the way it does that is it gets you to react to a situation. And we all know, we've all done things out of stress and, and fear and anger where we've reacted and we've made things worse So, it, because it's been the wrong thing to do. So it gets you to react. The other things that it does is it blocks all your ability to actually solve your problems, to, to see the big picture, because it's just getting you to react to things. The other thing it does is it blocks down your ability to see anything other than the negative. Because you can imagine if a lion's running, running at you, your brain has, has got to evaluate or find all of the danger, not just the lion, but what is the lion? How big is it? How far away is it? Are there any other lions? Is there any other danger around? And you think about most people, 
all they see in life or a lot of what they see is negative stuff. What they're thinking about most of the time is their problems and the problems of the world. And they have this picture that life is hard, life is is a struggle, and there's a lot of bad stuff going on and they need to fight and, 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 uh, and try and survive. And all of those things are simply their brain response of activating their sympathetic nervous system. They can't see the big picture. But here's the thing. If you can find a way to eliminate fear from your life, or at least for, for a majority of your, your, your time, apart from when it is a real danger, then what you activate is something called the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's when you activate your creative brain. And that's when you can start to see the big picture. You can start to see what you really need to do to solve your problems, what you really need to do to be happy in your life. And the resources you will find, they will come to you or you will find them to be able to implement that. So what we need to realize is if we feel fear and there's not a lion running at us out of the grass, but we have some um, you know, it's not necessarily even fear, but it's it's the variations of fear, which are anxiety, worry, stress, unhappiness. If we feel any of those things, we can't actually solve the problems that we've got. We see things as much worse than they are, we, because we our awareness is blocked and our creative ability to solve those problems and to do the right things in our life that's also blocked, because that part of our brain is shut down. So when you realize this, you realize fear is the enemy. You've got to find a way to eliminate as much as possible fear from your life or anxiety, worry, and stress. And of course, <laughs> there are some ways of doing it which are better than others, and some are more, more temporary than others. But what I've developed neurostate rebalancing as a way to, to do this, to literally get your brain to see that what, all of these things that it's afraid of, it doesn't need to be afraid of. They don't, they're not real. And when you're not when your brain says, well, there's nothing to be afraid of, then you automatically feel good and you deal with your life in a much better and more creative way. I'll just give you a quick example of how this works, a really practical one. And maybe people can think about this. Have they ever met somebody, a friend or a family member who's come to them with a problem? And maybe it's in their relationship and, and they come and say, oh, I'm really having troubles in my marriage. And, you know, my husband, he, we don't get on and he's, he does this and if we could just fix that, and he's really not nice to me and all that. And what, what do, what's your response? You can clearly see what they should do. You can see the answer to their problem. And you go, you should get rid of the guy. Go and find someone else. Or if he treats you this way, say you're not going to put up with it or do this. You, you can see very clearly the answers on helping that person. But you say that to them. You say to them, you know, you should leave him, go find someone else. And they go, oh, no, no, I, I can't do that. No, I have to. You know, we can fix it, we can sort it out. And it's not because they don't want to see it. Their brain is literally stopping them from seeing the answer, seeing the truth about what they need to do because they're in a state of fear and anxiety and worry about their situation. So their brain is blocking their ability to actually solve that problem in an effective way. So you can see it because you're not in that emotional state. But when you're in that emotional state, you literally can't see the solution or the answer. And this is the big problem. And this is why feeding our brains with negativity, which is unfortunately what most people do a lot of the time, and come up with these stories about um, you know, how, what's terrible in the world and what's, what's going to happen, it, it puts you in a state of permanent and almost permanent anxiety, and you literally can't see any way out. Your brain, your brain is not 
functioning a way to get you out of it, if you like. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's that, that fight or flight and, and, and the chemicals that it, it actually releases in your brain when that happens, uh, cortisol, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you're in this constant state of, of hyper-awareness and it, and it wears you out. Um, as you were talking, though, I just uh, thought back to uh, my mentor and he said to me, do you, do you know what, what fear is? What does fear stand for? Um, and I, I had um, one answer, which was F everything and run. Uh, his reply was, no, no, face everything and recover or false evidence appearing real. And that's always stuck with me. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. when, when things get, get rough, just, just is this a real thing or not? We are approaching the end of our time together, though, Liam. So, so let's talk a little bit more about this. You teach um, this neuro uh, rebalancing, and uh, you've you've you sort of have got a bunch of people that have been through this. Uh, what do you offer in terms of uh, your neurostate re- rebalancing? Is this something that can only be done in person, or, or can we visit a website and sign up there? How does it work? Now, I've done it as a coaching program, a series of audios and audio lessons and a workbook. Um, so. Really, and the whole course, on, on, which is available on my website, is about understanding how your brain works first and then using the neurostate rebalancing process to move you from a place of disempowerment in your fear state to actually being a, getting your brain to activate your creative state much more, um, much more often so that you can really start to... to get your life cleaned up <laughs> and working in the way it's supposed to be working. So, it, and I've done it as a program because then people can listen to it over and again until they get, get the ideas if they're not sure about how it works, even though it's a relatively simple process. But it is about examining, really retraining your brain to do its natural job. You know, if you've been using a machine the wrong way for a long time, you need to do a bit of, uh, bit of fixing it up and, uh, and, and getting, it, getting it sorted. And then uh, life goes in a much better direction. Yeah, and you know what, dear? And I think this is a wonderful thing that you've done. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I thought I was okay, but maybe it's worth having a look at uh, Liam's training, though. Um, The nice thing is you can do it at your own pace, wherever you are in the world. Do you offer one-on-one coaching at all? Yes, I do that as well um, on Zoom or or, um, the phone. Yeah. Okay, because I, I see there's a lot there. And you mentioned you've got your own podcast, which uh, I've given a listen to, and I thought it uh, really, really fascinating. Um, uh, using your brain for success. So, okay, let's get to the, the nuts and bolts of this. If people want to find out more about Liam Naden, what do they need to do? Well, if they're interested in this stuff, and I hope most people are, <laughs> um, it's just a question of going to my website, which is just my name, liamnaden.com. And I've got there all my all my program because I've got several other programs as well and on different topics. And if they want to learn more about the stuff, all my podcast episodes are there. And and yeah, that's the place to find to contact me as well. Wonderful stuff. So that's Liam Naden. So it's L I A M N A D E N dot com. Uh, that's where you need to go. I'll also put uh, links in the in the show notes, et cetera, et cetera, to make things a little easier for you. Now, Liam, one thing I like to ask my guests uh, before I let them go, and uh, you're going to be no different, with what you're doing now 
and and uh, the courses, the trainings. I know that you you do public speaking as well. What's next for Liam? Well, the one thing I've learned from all of this is never set a goal, because if you do, you all you do is limit yourself. And since I've started using my brain this way, there have been so many unexpected things happen in my life, amazing things that I've learned to realize I don't need to figure this out. I just need to, to see what shows up and I'll be constantly pleasantly surprised. And uh, my brain knows, I don't know. My thinking brain doesn't know, but my creative brain knows exactly what's coming up for me and I'm excited by that. You know, I think it's wonderful. And, it, and, and suddenly you think of, you know, when you look at these people and they, they look at you very wisely and say, just go with the flow. Um, yep. You know, you oftentimes want to punch them in the throat, but it is about this flow state and, and achieving this flow state. And I'm so glad you said that uh, goal setting doesn't work. I, I cannot tell you how many times in my life I've gone, well, the gurus say you have to set goals. Um, I, I, I think who's the greatest Who's the greatest guru of all that many people um, would say is the greatest guru of all? Jesus Christ. What did Jesus say? Give no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. And there you go. Another example. And, and I know across all of the religious texts, at least the ones that I've, I've, I've read and studied, there is this, this, the same thread that goes through is that you have all the resources you need with inside you, uh, you know, just learn to it understand. Also, it also says, be not afraid. There's more than 300 times in the Bible is repeated the phrase, be not afraid. And that's not just a nice idea. That's an instruction on how to use your brain for you to be the best that you're supposed to be. And that's wonderful. And I think the thing about uh, our discussion and what we've discussed is, you know, it's about, it's not about religion. It's not about philosophy. It's about understanding these processes. And I think spirituality is important to each and every one of us, whatever way, shape or form that takes. Uh, if you want to dance around uh, standing stones and that's, that's your thing, do it. And if you're a churchgoer, do that, but use these techniques. Liam, I think it's fantastic. And I'm so glad I did uh, manage to uh, get hold of you and get you to agree to be on the show. I wish you all the very, very best going forward. Um, once again, if you'd like to get hold of Liam, it's liamnaden.com, L-I-A-M-N-A-D-E-N.com. Liam, all the best, and thank you so much for taking the time thank out you. to chat with us. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's been great. There we go. Wraps it up for this edition of What's Involved. My special guest there was Liam Naden. To each and every one of you, look after yourselves, take care, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to What's Involved. We hope this episode inspires you to find your passion and live your dream. Don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast. And to see what's happening, what's going on, and what's coming, follow What's Involved on Facebook and Twitter at What's Involved. Thanks again for listening.